Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's why I love you so. Don't be afraid, Guy Montgomery. Cause true colors, true. Mm. You got it wrong. Yeah, I know. I'm tired, I'm sleepy. Sarah Jessica Parker's epilogue makes no sense. This entire movie is a waste of time. It's a convoluted. Disaster. Now, now, you're just tired and cranky. You don't mean that. I'm not going to argue with you. I am tired and cranky. Welcome to The Worst Idea of All Time, episode 12. Today, our movie is Sex in the City 2, as it has been the previous 11 times. And um, what a great time we had watching the movie. I do apologise for being late, but uh, life... It's entirely Guy's fault. Got in the way. Let me say that. Life oh, shit. Uh, gets in the way. What I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to skip to exactly two hours and 11 minutes into the film. Why? To find a phone number of a jewellery store that we're going to ring. Because um, it features this in the a, movie. This is a fool's errand. <laughs> yeah, what do you think is going to happen when we ring it? Nothing. You think it'll just come up with a disconnected kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. <laughs> you're, making a, you're calling it a make-believe jewellery store in Abu Dhabi. Um, the first numbers are 203, which I think is an American prefix for like Cali, isn't it? Something. <laughs> no, you're an idiot. 203. 203. <coughs> I don't, like. Oh, I'm an idiot. You don't know. You're going to feel, like, a, no, you're gonna feel you're like a right piece of shit if it is California. You're an and idiot. And rightly so. You're an idiot for thinking that you can call up a fake jewelry. There you go. There it is. It's not even... Oh, no, it's, it's 026. Not. Okay. So what? So we put an RBW country code on there. So we've got to find that out first. So, um, Guy, how did you... How this did you, is the worst content. Guy, how did you find the movie? Content. Listen to you, Mr. Fucking King of Media. The, <laughs> rat, the rat king really got to you, huh? The Rat King did not get to me. Tim, I didn't enjoy this movie at all. At no point did I think it was good. At no point did I find her approved. There was no shining light. 
your company fluctuated between being incredibly enjoyable and entirely insufferable. I'm not happy. There was a cat, a sleeping cat, next to us for the duration of the film. I could not have been more jealous of the cat's existence. You tried to eat the cat at one point. Oh, to be a cat. What's so good about being a cat? The cat has no obligations to anyone. Mm-hmm. The cat just slept through the movie. Yes. Um. You want to be asleep. That's basically, you're jealous of the feline because you wish you were asleep right now. The c- yeah. Yeah. And well, also because the cat didn't absorb any of that. The movie happened around the cat. As far as the cat knows, we could have been watching a cinematic masterpiece. That's the beauty of being a cat, I guess. Ignorance well, it's is also, bliss. But then it's a double-edged sword, which is a stupid saying. No, well, it is, because if we were watching a masterpiece, the cat wouldn't know. You know what I mean? It can't enjoy the heights or the lows. Ignorance is bliss. No, not always. Yes, always. Um, the United Arab Emirates International Dialing Code is 971. 971. Mm. So what do we do? We go plus 971 on the oh, cell phone? Maybe fine gold ju- jewelry. 971. Okay, hit me with those digits. 02. 02. 622. 622. 3221. 3221. We'll do it on speakerphone. I don't know if this is how you ring it. Unbelievable. Uh, Who would have thought? Well, hold on. I just might have like done it in the wrong format. Uh, no, was it 971 or 972? 971. 971. And then what do we got? Who would OT. This is just... Well, you've really got to pick up the slack, mate. No, all you're doing is avoiding... Cover. All you're doing is avoiding talking about the movie. I'm trying you've to... You've come up with some... F- Stupid fucking harebrained far-fetched attempt to get out of talking about the film. You knew full well going into this, you were never going to get through to a jewellery store in Abu Dhabi. I absolutely didn't know that. Stop looking at your phone and look at me. Engage. Hashtag look up, Tim. I, I, I wish want everyone it. You haven't earned it. I wish everyone would stop looking at their phones and look at each other. Oh, man. I, I remember I've, a world when people had conversations. I've wanted to punch you in the face threads. a lot of times. None more so than right now. I remember going to parties where people would remember and live in the now, not live through their screens. That would bring me so much joy to just fucking lay one on you. Put your fucking phone down. Just a closed fist, full force face punch. This movie is tearing us apart. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can you even remember being oh, at Jesus. the wedding? No, dude. I can't remember the Queen Swans. I can't remember the crazy couple. Um, I can't remember jack shit of all that fucking stuff. All Tim and I had to get through this movie was a nip of whiskey each, a hot cup of Milo, a bowl of Cocoa Pops, half a bag of M&M's, so that's actually quite a lot, and half a bag of candy. And I tell you what. What? They all made it better. Yeah. Anything that you can engage with during the film, which will distract you from watching the film, is an improvement on the film. I cannot imagine how unreasonable the cinema-going experience must have been. I want to gouge my eyes out. (laughs) Unless you went into the cinema and went into gold class and had like a menu and people who would bring you food and drink during the film, you were essentially in there left to your own devices. You can't talk to each other like we can while the movie's going. You're actually just in there with this movie savaging your face. It's like you're lying down and this movie just takes its trousers off and just bends down. 
and it's just has its wicked way with you. Has its wicked, wicked way with you. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. Um, it sounds like hyperbole, but it's really how how I feel. What you're saying is true. I feel like it's true. You know what I mean? I've just googled the phone number as well. It's coming up empty. Of course, it's coming. I don't know what what made you possibly think that that was going to be a real jewelry shop. I didn't necessarily think it would be a jewelry shop. I just wanted to know what was at the other end of those digits when inserted into a phone. This is like what eleven-year-olds do when they watch a movie or TV and they see a number and they think it's real and they call it. This was super intellectual. This is what Sex and City Two has done: is it has reduced you to having the intellectual capacity of an eleven-year-old. Incorrect. I have the childlike wonderment and furious curiosity of a child. That light has died in no. you, guy. That's why you're trying to eat cats all the time and fall asleep. Trying to eat movies. a cat or try and fall asleep. You looked very lustly, lustfully um, yeah, at that I looked cat. Lustily, if you looked at something lustily or lustfully, I don't know which is the right word. That doesn't mean that you want to eat it. In this case, you did. And I don't think that you should be bragging about having the childlike wonder of an eleven-year-old. An eleven-year-old is a moron compared to us. I would. To me, I will I'm never. Smarter than the eleven. I will never be embarrassed. I will wear that on my sleeve till I die. That I have the childlike wonder of the it. world. Get a tattoo saying, "I'll never be embarrassed on your sleeve." I don't know where it would fit. The only place I want a tattoo is currently occupied by Patrick Schwarzenegger's face. I was fingering Patrick Schwarzenegger's face the other night. What? I was doing a role the play. The fuck are you talking about? Fingering it It's disgusting It's not disgusting Fingering your own flesh Jesus His tattoo isn't On any orifice It's yeah, just on my butt cheek Christ Pick a different verb No I need to say words That garner a reaction Out of you So far all you've done Is look at your phone And try and call up A fake Fucking jewellery store I resent you for it I resent you What for? Um, Being born No you don't You got a dumb face <laughs> No I'm not allowing you. You've got a dumb fucking face. You've got, you know what? You've got a dumb fucking face. I hate your stupid fucking face. You Everything stupid about you is stupid. <laughs> You're a stupid dodo head. I'll allow it. Um, more adventures with the Rat King, though, this week. Uh, I feel like the mythology of this movie has developed to the point where Lazarus, which is the demon spirit that lives inside Carrie's hat she wears at the wedding has formed some sort of binary relationship with the Rat King whereby you need to be supporting one or the other I think um, what are those religions called where there's only one God a monotheistic religion this is like the other one where there's two diatheistic I guess that would be called I'm just throwing Latin together and you know two and two and making four here but uh you're just mashing syllables against each other. I guess. And describing um, meaning to them after the fact. I wonder if, like, you're Jewish, where that sets you on what path within the world of Sex and the City 2. Do, do you automatically become aligned with Lazarus or the Rat King or neither? Um, do you get it to kind of pick your own path? Or is being Jewish, like, is Judaism a third option? It's like Rat King, no, Lazarus, I don't think that Judaism. I don't think that traditional human religions exist or are relevant in this context. Well, like, but there's a lot of Jews in this film. That's not like you abandon your. They talk about it. You abandon your religion. It's brought to the fore. You abandon your religion and you choose a side. I see. 
Look, I want to get. I don't want to talk about the mythology of the Rat King or Lazarus right now, Tim. What would you like to talk? You've about? You've been dancing all around the movie. I want you to. I want you to tell me what you took away from it. Do you tell me? No, Hot you're shot. fucking switcheroo. You're the slipperiest fish I've ever spoken to. Like a fucking salmon on the boat. What have you offered up salmon here on that's the boat? so good? You've you called me you up for trying to offer to things anything up. I've said, and every question I've asked you, you've just avoided by saying, "Well, why don't you tell me?" I just, I just it's bogus. spun a great yarn about the mythology of this film, which I've engaged in heavily. Obviously, talking about all the Jews that are in it and which side they're going to pick in the Great War. Lazarus v. Rat King. Where will you stand? It's nonsensical. All right, I'm going to run circles around you by offering a shining light just to shout what a fucking moron and a cunt you are. <laughs> That's not going to do anything to just like to My shining me. light is actually a battle between two things, Samantha said, but I think the one that'll win out is when she's looking at the dress in the dress shop and she uh, turns to Carrie and says, what's the worst thing they could say about me if I wear this dress? And Carrie says, what the hell does she think she's doing? And Samantha looks at her and says, just went to the top of my list, and I love it. I love the delivery. I love her face. Mainly her face, how her face looks. Very animated, very happy, um, and it's made up real well, too. I really like her lipstick. It really pops off. This isn't the first time you've sung the praises of uh, Kim Cattrall's acting in this film. She's a good actor. She lights up the screen, you say. Big time. Not in every moment, but um, she certainly punctuates a lot of the film with her goodness. Do you find moments like that you haven't watched a lot of the show, but does that hark back to the TV days for you? And that's when the the movie sings, if you will. I imagine so. Any bit of Sex in the City, the TV show that I saw, was such a long time ago. You know, it was such a long time ago that I can't. I, I can't. It's shapeless in my mind. It's like when I still live with my parents. I think that that was on tally. Six seasons. I think it started. It started in the late nineties, I think. So that'd be about right because I didn't move out of home till what. 2006 yeah, yeah. that'll be right started in the late yeah. 90s that's old that's old bro these hey, ladies are it's funny like excuse me old cell phones age movies yeah they do eh? they really put a stake in the chronology of when it was uh, checked together I'm pretty sure Blackberry Pearls is what people are rocking rocking in this I like that technology provides a really strong timeline for you yeah big time with Thingy's got a what, a, what iPhone has she got like a 3GS Money yeah, twenty ten. I think it's the three years. Five years ago. Um, we've got a cat with us, folks. Uh, for this watch, um, we got cat dog. Cat dog is an, a neighbor's cat that comes around to my house all the time. Did I tell you about the note that they sent us, bro? No. They the neighbors attached a note to that cat's collar that said, um, I can't remember the exact wording, but it said, "Stop feeding our cat. It belongs to us." And we were like, "We're not feeding your fucking cat." You just like need to look better off. We didn't say this, obviously. This is what we'd said to each other. Um, that would have been useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real exercise in uh, productivity that day. Um, but it's just like, you fucking send us a note because your cat likes hanging out with us. We're not feeding it. You're just a shitty owner. It's what, so a, pa- passive what a passive aggressive New Zealand way. Come around here and tell that to my face, bro. Let's have a chat. Note and putting on your kids. <laughs> Let's have a goddamn. <laughs> and they're across the fence. They could yell at us. They could yell that at us. Mm, I don't want to go over there. We'll get the cats to do it. Our cats can't talk. We'll put a note in its collar. 
Brilliant. It's brilliant. Actually, my flatmate Nick, who you'll remember from episode 29 of season one, Prawn Salad, he's the uh, gentleman snoring in the background. He wrote a, an, <laughs> a reply. He had a, uh, a note of reply. I can't remember, but it was words to the effect of, fuck off. We're not feeding your cat. Look after it better. Because that cat had a lot of kittens. The he wrote was shaving fuck off into the cat's back. <laughs> God, that would have worked. Well, the, the, the note of reply fell out because I saw it on our front doorstep and I assume it just fell out of uh, cat dog's collar. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. Who even who even knows at this point, you know? What was your shining light? No one knows. Um, I've said previously that I find the scene between the Danish architect and Kim Cattrall at the restaurant... Uh, t- gross mm. and over the top, mm-hmm. which is the entire point of it, obviously. But I find like when they're both fillating the shisha pipe, mm. it doesn't do neither of them are doing anything for me. Like they're, they're both sexy people, mm. uh, and n- I don't want either of them fillating me. Do you find Ricard a sexually attractive man? Yeah, his accent throws me I, a little bit, but I don't like I think I do. There's something. He's a bit seedy. Yeah. He's a pretty seedy dude. Yeah. But when he stands up and they give you that, um, like he's in profile and his bone is poking out of his linen, <laughs> not poking out, but like poking through his linen, tra- not poking through, like you don't see any flesh, but it's like protruding. Protruding. So his linen trousers. Yeah. Protruding's the right word. That tickles me. <laughs> okay. You, oh, like, you like that's your shining light. An shining. erection. Yeah. An erection on, or just like on screen. The gall of Ricardo. The the gall of that man. It's like, because, you know, like, I guess if you're that confident and you just want to rock the boner through trowel, mm. go for it. But I've never rocked a boner through trowel like that. If I ever get a boner in trowel, I'm poppy in the poppy in the waistband. Poppy in the waistband, that's my business, no one else's. You've long wanted to have this debate on boner etiquette, haven't you? I wanted to mind. open up this conversation with you, yes. Mm. When did you first figure out that when you get a boner in an inappropriate public space, pop you in the waistband? Oh, mate. I don't know. Early days. It's just like, it's just ba- it's like it's hardwired into, into you. Sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Which is why this flagrant flouting of the rules tickles me so. Mm. It's insane. And in the city, or not in a city, well, it isn't a city, but in a country where it's like, you know that that's going to ruffle a few feathers and cause problems for you. So you like that he's taken what is just assumed. It's just a known. It's just, it's a known known. Or it's even an unknown known because it's so obvious. You wouldn't even question it. And he- Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. He's turned the paradigm upside down. Well, it's just because for me, he's wearing like loose linen trousers and a loose linen shirt. And it raises the question of, I mean, it could be worse, arguably. What say he poppies it, poppy in the waistband. He's got like his shirt is unbuttoned in mm. the lower parts. Mm. Get and then the there's head. just a little purple headed monster peeking yeah. through the curtains. Yeah, that's never, <laughs> it's never a good look. Never a good look on like, foreign soil. You're walking around, you think that you're all covered up and everything's tickety-boo, but you've got to fucking... I don't even think diplomatic immunity would cover you for that. I think if you were a foreign diplomat and you had the purple, purple-headed monster, purple-headed monster poking it. Do you know what? I think it's actually more offensive than if you were fully naked. <laughs> it's weird, eh? If you just had the 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 tip of the erect penis tip popping of the iceberg, out, so to speak. Yeah, if you had that bloody Titanic sinking behemoth, but just the tip. They call that iceberg penis. They call it. <laughs> they call it Titanic sinker. They call it. Uh, I don't know I what they get, call it. I used to get boners at w- the weirdest times. <laughs> Please, tell me more. You sound enthused. Yeah. Not a conversation I really want to engage with me. right now. It was, it was mostly like, say we do a family road trip. Mm-hmm. Nothing underwater is going to happen in the story, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed. But like, driving along. Say we're on like a five-hour drive to go to some place. And there's like a place, in the, a city in the middle or a town in the middle that will break up the trip and we'll go, we'll stop to get like a snack or whatever mm. or uh, say ice cream. You go into Napier, you pop out at Palmy North. <laughs> Wait, okay. would that, that be... Geographically, yeah, that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, <laughs> but we'll go with it. So anyway... You go into Palmy so North, like my, you pop out at I got, I've had an obedient, flaccid penis for the duration of this car trip. Obedient. As soon as, as soon as the mention or as soon as we're like literally a minute from pulling into the town to get ice creams or whatever... Yeah. It's like something stirs in my flaccid 14-year-old penis and it's like, what? We're getting ice cream? And it just jumps up. It just jumps up and it's so excited. you got to do this fucking huge song and dance, tucking it in the waistband. Like, there's three kids in the back of this fucking wagon, you know? I can't hide this. You know, it's 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 just, it's a whole kerfuffle. This has really stayed with you and I think it just, 
It's really warped you, bro. <laughs> it's not warped me. I'm a high-functioning human being. Yeah, roughly. Like I'm not gonna take you got a lot of t- I'm not gonna take life tips from the guy who calls up <laughs> phone numbers that just come up and move. I'm just saying you've got a lot of weird sexual stuff. How's that a weird sexual thing? No, it's no, it's, it's led to weird sexual stuff. What weird sexual stuff have I got? You know, <laughs> the stuff. Or you the know, stuff. stuff. The weird stuff. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. Very rarely am I. Mm. So yeah. Shining Light, Ricard, Dick Spurt's Linen Boner. I'd like it to be known as Dick Spurt Linen Boner. <laughs> That's the name. Dick's, of this sounds like a James Bond movie. Dick Spurt Linen Boner. <laughs> James Bond villain. Yeah. He's actually, he would be too. He's actually he's, got a boner made of linen. He's got that sketchy accent that you could never pick, just like a Bond villain of old. When they had crazy, actually, in Bond villains of new as well, because of what's his name, the one who's arguably it's bisexual, like a, and it's like a, my boner is like a lizard's tail. <laughs> you can cut it off, but it will grow back <laughs> twice as strong, stronger with a higher thread count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a boner of linen, and he ejaculates buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's next level, loose buttons. Very useful though. Jesus. Um, well, I think it's time for my favourite segment, and that is Where's he going? What's he where's, off to? Where's that? Well, you tell me. Well, I know where it is. I know where's that. So that's why I'm asking you to tell me. It's on the corner of Bleecker and Tenth Street, a little known cafe called Mahogany's. Ooh. Very popular eatery Ooh. amongst the bourgeoisie. The glitterati, if you will. That's right, of the Upper East Side. Many famous paparazzo frequent this cafe on their downtime between movie premieres. Including the ones who killed Diana. Really? The most famous paparazzo of all. Mm. Yeah, they hang out at Mahogamies. Mahogamies. Mahogamies a lot. They also hang out at Mahogamies. Mahogamies is across the road. The of Mahogamies. Yeah, that's the Lazarus Cafe. Cafe. Um, Mahogany's is uh, Rat King territory Uh, Hero Mm. The man who consumes more caffeine per capita Than any country in South America Let's call him Caffutino Per capita (laughs) There's one capita There's one in the capita One head One head there Anyway continue What He's actually (laughs) He's launching it This isn't anything to do with anything But He's launching something called the Capita Catheter. Oh. So what is that? Like a one laptop per child style program, but for catheters. I guess, like yeah. everyone gets a catheter. Everyone gets a catheter. And an Oprah style giveaway. He wears you a, get a catheter. He wears a large duffel coat, which has catheters. Wow. Sewn into the insides. You're all about coats, aren't you? Coats and penises. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. what I'm going to be known for thing. at the end of these episodes. So look, <laughs> it's your legacy. Um, we're in Mahogany's, uh, we're joined by our caffeined crusader, and, uh, were were you going somewhere with that? Yeah, he was gonna, he was dashing off to, to snap some, snap some paps, uh, at a movie premiere. So he's a pap pap. 
He's following the paparazzo and photographing them. That's right. He snaps paps, baby. He is a very clever man. Well, he's not. He's losing a lot of money on the business venture because no one is paying any money for photos of paparazzi taking photos. What he's doing is art, guy. You can't throw it into the commercial realms of, of looking yeah. and, okay. and saying, is this making money? This no, guy's running at, This guy's running at a loss. All of his... All of his properties, his camera, his furniture, everything is being repossessed. Mark, as a true he artist. At Mahogany's. A true artist. A true artist. Loses Hashtag everything. true artist. Hashtag look up. <laughs> he is a true artist, though. It's a real comment on uh, hypocrisy and uh, the surveillance state, the nanny state, and, um, you know, celebrity culture. Mm. Oh because God. we're all very prepared to buy our magazines. There's some and media university tutor out there just wetting themselves with excitement oh at the points you're raising right now. See, the funny thing is, it's a Trojan horse. <laughs> I'm afraid because I'm 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 mocking you. I'm reeling you in with bait and mocking you, you <laughs> mocking your life's work, your teachings. That's right. That's right. Humble media tutor. That's the thing about... We've lured you into this 66th episode of The Worst Idea of All Time. It's a trap. The thing about mockery is, though, you've got to be close enough to the subject matter yourself to be able to really fucking lampoon it. Yeah. you gotta be. You got to be in there. And that's when the mocker becomes the mocky. Oh, you got to be careful where that line is. Behind that kitchen bench, Tim, yes. I have a whole army of media lecturers and tutors who have been listening to this conversation waiting for you to broach the topic mm. and then in turn mock you relentlessly and ruthlessly for it. It's all gotten terribly meta. Terribly, terribly I think this, meta. Of all the watchings we've had of Sex and City 2 so far, I think this is the closest <laughs> it's done, it's come to undoing us. <laughs> the episode started off with just like genuine abuse of one another. <laughs> yeah. And it's devolved into like a barely coherent meta commentary I I kind of like it when we're this tired though because I feel like there is absolutely no barrier between my thought process and what you're hearing like what you what is coming into the microphone is just there's no more in my brain than what you're hearing do you know what I mean you're yeah. getting the totality of my thought process I enjoy that where there are silences I'm literally thinking of nothing <laughs> there is nothing in my brain when I felt when I most felt that like just your brain literally bleeding into the microphone was the morning after you drank an, a, an unholy amount of gin oh yeah I remember that and you were really suffering for Think, it was that in the th it was about in the 30s somewhere late 30s I reckon I don't know maybe the 40s I don't rec I just don't recall I was in a lot of pain a lot of pain that day yeah, this watch really, um, I felt like it really for the first time, wow, I guess it has the other times too. You always forget how much punishment it'll deliver, but it really beat down on us. The issue... It felt like Batman versus Bane, and it I was think Bane. the issue was, it's very late, and you just, like, especially now that we're this far in, you just want to get to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I mean, you don't enjoy Abu Dhabi. Nothing good comes from being in Abu Dhabi other than the fact that you know... It's just progress. ...that you've pretty much, like, put away an hour of the film. It's advancement. And it just takes so long to get there. Yeah. We were, we we just kept, like, trying to check where we were. We were like, has the fucking... Have they had the fight yet? Are we on a plane yet? Like, the... the th yeah. And you were saying it, and we'll say it again but the threads that they dropped like the 
the sort of seeds they scatter to grow into like hooks that we're meant to be invested and interested in like Carrie's writing a book I feel like that is just a token effort to reference the fact that Carrie has written books in the TV show yeah it really doesn't like who um, g- no one gives a flying fuck about the book no one in the world of the film no one as a genuine fan of the show watching the movie is invested in the book in fact the book that gets the most screen time is that Suzanne Summers Guide yeah. to Menopause it's like fuck well they had a lot of units to shift yeah I know but thing is they needed to think that's about the this. best marketing scheme well it's so weird like a movie a movie costs so much money and books I'm not used to seeing books advertised in a blockbuster let me just say that I didn't see one single reissue of Lord of the Rings appear in Transformers you know what I'm saying <laughs> or Lord of the Rings for that matter that, well, which would have been a great time it feels <laughs> like a way better opportunity than Michael Bay's if yeah, trilogy to shit and the end credits is just some member of the Tolkien estate going if you enjoyed that you'll love the books <laughs> god damn that would be terrible what's a good hey what's a good movie you've seen recently have you seen Mad, Mad Max? Max oh <laughs> oh wait boy do I wish I was doing a podcast about Mad Max it's a different conversation god damn that, isn't that a rollicking good time it really nailed what it was doing I was Excited from way to go. I paid like $30 to see it in IMAX in 3D and I might do it again. I don't I don't want you coming in here and enjoying yourself on the back end of what has been a miserable 25 minutes of conversation. Well, I'm just trying to reach reach for Look, a bit of you, sunlight in yeah. this tomb. You told me to bring this up during the podcast. I've just remembered to do it. What? Lamin's off. So, I watched the trailer for Pixels, which is the movie that everyone got... <laughs> This isn't me talking, this is the internet talking. Everyone got really excited about it until they found out Adam Sandler is in it. And I think may have produced it. Um, it might be a Happy Madison production. Yeah. Um, so it's about uh, video game characters coming to Earth like as aliens and destroying the Earth and the, I think it's the world's okay. best players have got to take it on. Everyone's just... <laughs> Again, this isn't me talking, this is the internet, but everyone is just so bummed that Sandler's in it because it looks great. Like, the special effects and stuff looks so awesome. The way that they've done it, like, the style that they've applied to it looks so dope. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is I was watching the trailer this morning and I noticed that they mentioned the name Laminsoff in it. And um, someone messaged me, and I can't remember what movie they were talking about, but it was another Sandler film. The Wedding Singer. Yeah. That's right. And it was something about someone owing money to Lamonsoff or Lamonsoff owes someone else money. Or even Eric Lamonsoff. So is Lamonsoff like the connective well, tissue is, of the Sandler like, You've lampooned me before for believing that all <laughs> all media exists in the same universe. And like all Adam Sandler films exist in the same universe. Two very different things, but yeah. No, the same. We'll thing. go forward with the second claim. No, the first. I never thought you were being very serious about it, though. But are you? No, I don't think I was. But the Sandlerverse thing, like this Lamonsoff little nugget. I mean, I, I just, I don't think it's any more thought out than Sandler just really wants the name Lamonsoff in every one of his films. Better, better than that. It's just so exhausted he can't be bothered <laughs> coming up with any new names. For that. Yeah, that would be an indictment on us all that he keeps being able to make them. That's just a society for allowing it. You know, I'm okay with it. Do you reckon Grown Up Story is going to happen in your heart of hearts? Yes. Are you going to watch it with yes. me? Yes. 
It's going to be impossible not to. <laughs> like a moth to a flame. I really think we deserve some walk-on roles in that film. If it gets made. I can't see it happening, but I think we deserve it. I worry. About what? This film that we're watching. Sex in the City 2. You say it. You say its name. <laughs> Look me in the eye and say the words. Sex in the City 2. How does that make you feel? That made me feel nothing, but I don't think it's doing good things. No. No. <laughs> no, on a lot of different levels. Not to our relationship. as men. Not... It's not doing good things to us as men either. No, as individuals. Because it just... It, oh, yeah. just me, yeah. sit here and mm. you just like deride these these women because mm. they're the they're the protagonists they're the ones who are like acting out all of the problems and the bad things about the movie so that's where the frustration is is like beamed into this is why mad max was so good it's disastrous mad max was kind of like it was so satisfying because no we're we're getting into something right now it seemed like fuck you, i love bro. action movies fuck you so every Fuck you. it was like no, the, look at me yeah don't talk about Mad Max I'll just say this one thing everyone likes Mad Max this one thing and then we'll move on whoopty shit there's a million people talking about how good Mad Max is and why it was so good right now there's no one talking about why Sex and the City two was not good this week you're you're being a massive dick just hold you, on for a second let me say this I've just watched Sex and the City two with you for like fucking what feels like a month. <laughs> I mean, just tonight, it feels like I've been watching it for a month in a row. It was a very satisfying movie to watch because it's, it was like the undoing of the worst bit of all action movies. And I love action movies. But the whole, like, woman-hating aspect flipped it on its head and it kept all of the awesome bits of the genre and just changed that. And then it was good. That's all I'll say about it. Now we can move on. We're going to have to watch Sex in the City 2 again in about two days. So put that in your brain and keep it keep it close to you at all times. When you're in a good mood and something good happens to you, I want you to remember that. And I want you to get sad. I want to see a little tear, ideally. Because I want you to know that there can be no joy or love in your life. Not truly. Because you know that we have to watch this movie another 40 times together. <laughs> That's so many. That's about 90 hours worth of Sex in the City 2. Look at me, guy. Look at... Wait, seriously. Look at me. Look at me with both eyes and my it's eyes. longer than 90. 90. It's close to 100. Well, there we go. That is a big old fucking desert to traverse. As grand and desolate as Abu Dhabi herself. Find out. What the fellas think of Sex in the City 2 next week. And by next week, I mean quite literally in two fucking times. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.